Greetings and welcome to Qualified Nonsense. Here at Qualified Nonsense, we tackle the tough questions that you send in with our sage and sound advice. Canon or Nikon? PlayStation or Xbox? And does violence as entertainment in media promote or dissuade violence in real life? Stick around to find out our thoughts on these questions and more. My name is Jake. I'm Brandon. And I'm Matt. And this is Qualified Nonsense. Qualified Nonsense was created by childhood best friends that didn't want to lose their long-lasting friendship. So we decided to create a podcast doing what we do best, giving you our quote-unquote professional advice on real-world problems and curiosities. In all reality, we hope to connect with you, the listener, and deepen our friendship all around. So let's get to it. That's from GTA. <laughs> Violence is entertainment. Oh, man, GTA, we had, some, we had some good times there. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Qualified Nonsense. We want to open things up by letting you get to know us a little better by sharing one or two good things we've consumed recently. Jake, what did you enjoy this past week? Well, I'll tell you, I'm actually currently consuming the thing that I want to talk about. Mm. Um, Probably a decade ago, a good friend of mine and friend of the podcast, Mike Hayhurst, gave me a gift that I never drank. Um... And it's called uh, Drinks by the Dram. And it's the uh, testing set, or the, t- I'm sorry, the tasting set of Super Petey uh, whiskey. So right now, <clears throat> I'll read it to you. I'm currently, whis- I'm currently drinking Big Pete. On the nose, there's warm, warm slabs of tangy peat, hints of, uh, I guess, chocolate coffee and cedar with spices on the palate is uh simple easygoing but delicious and the finish is quite abrupt and cut grass coastal notes <laughs> and smoke and that's what i'm enjoying this evening is that can like you, um can you get get grass through all that smoke <laughs> if your lawnmower's on fire <laughs> yeah yeah it, it is it is it is uh, like uh, you burnt a belt up and it's uh <laughs> So these are all um, peated scotch. So they're all smoke, smoke based. Is it like right? the, the, the advent calendar thing or? Oh, uh, so I had the advent calendar a couple of years ago, which is awesome. There's there's five of them and they come in, you know, they come in these little. A dram. These, these little, little drammy do's. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they've got like a little description on all of them. It's it's nice. And it was a really, really sweet gift um, at the time. Um, we were all into drinking shishi cocktails and sipping fine uh whiskeys and scotches and um it was a really sweet gift and then um i never i never drank it and i'm so thank you mike if you're listening thank you see this is where we need some sponsorships like oh plug in if you're if you like peated scotch use use jacob w to sign up for your first oh, yeah. for 20 <laughs> qualified nonsense at drinks by dram by the dram.com for 25% off your first order includes free drinks by the dram. If you're listening, we'll happily plug you. (laughs) That's, that's, that's how we'd plug you. You know, you're missing out on that. We'll get some video content, some audio content, some feet content. What what are we talking about? Some drunken review content. (laughs) Tell you what, have five of these drams and (laughs) you're feeling all right. Brandon, what about you? Uh, my recommendation this week is uh, my wife and I went to go see the comedian Hari Kondabalu, who uh, was very funny. Um, he uh, He's a frequent guest on uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. I think he's on a CNN show. Um, he uh, made the documentary a few years ago called The Problem with a Poo or The Trouble with a Poo about... Um, he. Uh, Hari Kondabalu is, uh, uh, he, well, he's American, but he, he it comes from Indian descent. And uh, he made this documentary about Apu from The Simpsons and how uh, it, how much of a stereotype it is and things like that. And, and basically, since that came out, Apu hasn't been on The Simpsons. Uh, so uh, uh, was that like, is, I mean, do you feel like that's an appropriate cancel culture to be had? Um. I well a lot of the um 
non-white characters on the show or yellow characters on the show are now played by uh, people who are that race rather than having white actors playing black characters or Asian characters or whatever they do get. Um, so I, I think in, in that regard, it, it's good. Um, and I, I mean, Apu, you know, like a Indian store, like convenience store clerk is, you know, like a, a lazy stereotype. Uh, I mean, but not, I mean, this is kind of the, the conflict that the documentary dealt with is that, you know, Apu is an endearing character and it's, he's not, they're not really, it's not malicious, but it is still a stereotype. And yeah, I mean, there's no condescending uh, qualities or anything, you know, mm -hmm. that they have really touched base on about him. But I guess that's a conversation, a deeper conversation yeah. for what you consume but for it, your week. <laughs> as, as a, a comedian, he's, he's really funny and um, sharp and. Uh, it was a good show. Awesome. Matt? Um, for for me, we I think everybody, well, at least everybody here, maybe if you're new to the show, you don't know exactly um, how much I love Prince. But the uh, during over the weekend, I was scrolling through the channels on TV, which yeah, I, I don't think anybody really ever does anymore. But we had I turned the TV on and it was set to TV and it popped up and Purple Rain was on. So I rewatched Purple Rain. Uh, and I have a very big um, Prince plays a big part of my life and the music I listen to and the music I play and kind of theories and thought process in life. So I rewatched Purple Rain and I hadn't seen it for a very long time and it still holds up. It's still like relatively cheesy. There's definitely parts of the movie that I don't think would necessarily f fly in current times, but still a very good movie. I have never seen that. Well, I actually learned something by watching it again this time uh, because my wife asked, was this in was this released or made in conjunction with the album? And they were released uh, within a month of each other. Oh, interesting. So, it, yeah. Um, 1984. It, so you were just watching it on like regular over the air TV. It was I forget what uh, I forget what channel it was on. But I mean, there was no commercials and there was no like censoring like. Uh, Apollonia at a point you can see her her breast as she purified herself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka <laughs> that's what so, I was wondering I, I thought the movie was like I mean isn't it R, R rated usually or I think or I mean 84 I think it was PG 13 I have the blu-ray somewhere I'd have to go look at it um, but eh, there's not I mean even at the time Prince was in his highlight of like debauchery but even then he he never swore. He he never. It was just I mean, hypersexualized, right? But it wasn't like uh, aggressive. I mean, I feel like a lot of. Oh modern... no, it was aggressive. Like there's a scene where he hits his he hits Apollonia because she's playing. She she just pulls on him like, "Hey, I'm playing with Morris Day's band," and he just backhands her. Oh. And then she came back, is... and then it was like, yeah, it was like, uh, mm, mm. okay, you know, well, it was aggressive. It is rated R. Is it? Uh, well, I don't yeah. think and they had PG thirteen so. in eighty four, did they? When did it? When did PG thirteen happen? I feel like uh, it wasn't until the late eighties. Yeah, actually, Temple of Doom, which came out in eighty four, sparked the PG thirteen rating because was that for the Kali Ma thing? Yeah, you have people getting their hearts ripped out, and that movie's rated PG, and they're like, well. There needs to be something kind of between. It's not like bad enough for an R, but it's still mm. a little. I mean, to be fair, Prince got his heart kids. ripped out because Abalonia <laughs> wanted to wanted to sing for Morris Day in the time. Yeah, same. Pr pretty much the same thing. But <laughs> anyway, uh, I rewatched Purple Rain. That's what I did uh, for nice. my consumption this week. And uh, he let's go. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking well of, done. Prince leads into our, our next question oh. beautifully. <laughs> yeah, so why don't we take a short little break and we'll get to that question right after this. And we're back. If you'd like That's your Jake question... That's why has to your microphone. <laughs> yeah, I know. If you'd like your question, comment, or teenage diary read on the show, drop us a line at qualifiednonsense <laughs> at gmail.com or write to us on our socials. Our first question comes to us from Gary in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Gary writes, hi, guys. 
Jake briefly talked about getting naked for theater. Oh. Theater spelled the fancy way. Mm. Uh, I immediately thought to myself, <laughs> no way. way in hell. But uh, I'm now questioning why it makes me so squeamish. Besides Jake, what would it take for you to get naked in front of an audience? And something I've now been asking myself, what do you think makes nudity so taboo? Uh, well, Gary, to answer your first question, uh, a good dare and some taco bell oh (laughs) hopefully not taco bell beforehand or too far beforehand otherwise it's going to be a different kind of show um do you want to kind of give some background on this jake about uh sure yeah theater experience yeah uh, yeah. um (laughs) acting uh I, i was in a uh a very low stakes um one act play festival um back in my my acting youth um and when i when i say low stakes i mean it wasn't like it was for any like really popular or good writers or directors or anything like that um it wasn't like high profile or anything so it wasn't like i had a lot to gain out of it that's what i mean by low stakes or or not high stakes rather but but it was just sort of your your run-of-the-mill um one act play festival, um, except for the volume. Like there was a, it was a large theater, um, or a lo- like a, you know, for Manhattan, it was a medium sized theater. So a few hundred people could sit and, and watch. And I was in I mean, a, don't uh, sell yourself short though, Jake, like you well, could have been, you could have been short. the new, you could have been the Jacob, the Jacob sins instead of, <laughs> you could have been Jacob sins instead of Johnny sins. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So I was in a, I was in a, basically I just did this monologue um, in a bathrobe and, and the punchline to the, to the, the, um, sh- the, the play, I guess, was me standing up and opening up my robe and saying, ready or not, here I come. And, uh, and it's full front roll. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I had friends in the audience that were not he prepared that for it. They were, pretty, in. <laughs> they were pretty upset with me. Um, and, and to be honest, had I, you know, were I to do it again, I would have done, um, a couple of things differently. One, it was a chilly theater and I was sitting cross-legged, uh, in a way that just really made, um, the uh the business well, just say it say it like you want to say it uh, I, were, you, I, were, you, were you above above your legs and not tucked and warm no no it was uh, it was just like i was sort of like leaning forward and crossing my legs so it was just basically like a turtle effect like i just it was basically mm. like like cold and like <laughs> yes and like anyway We're so when i stood sound up effects really soon on this one <laughs> so when i stood up it was all like bunched up and then it like sort of like unbunched as i stood up and so it looked like i don't know what it looked like but i know that people were pretty upset and uh um and i later heard Boo. uh <laughs> yeah, really i later heard that people were like wait you mean the uncircumcised guy and i'm circumcised oh. so like that's the situation. <laughs> i see i see that's the situation that was occurring and it wasn't um it wasn't a great moment the the the, the piece was fine and i you know i got I, I i got i guess i got some shrieks and stuff which was funny um and i don't have a great deal of um self-respect or shame uh yeah so so it doesn't it didn't it didn't bother me so much um and and i'm and i'm glad you're actually bringing up the 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 second part of the conversation so so the first the first question is like nothing it takes like little to nothing and i'll be naked in front of people it doesn't bother me um i i I, you know i still did you get paid or did you do it for exposure totally free and it was oh god damn it (laughs) he's got so many he's got so many (laughs) Um, but I also think it's really interesting. The, the, ta- the taboo question. I, I, I love that question. I want to hear what these guys have to say. Well, I, I, this question actually got me, uh, reflecting and I actually got somewhat close to like <laughs> being nude as a minor on stage in high school. Oh yeah. You were, you, <laughs> you and John came out in underwear, right? Like big heart yeah, underwear. So I guess kind of going back to like t- t- talking about culturally insensitive things, uh, in what we consumed, uh, we were in a we were all actually in a musical called Anything Goes that was mm-hmm. written in the 30s. And the long story short, 
is uh, I got cast and I had uh, one of my other friends that was cast as two Asian characters that lose their clothes as a result of a bet during uh, the musical that takes place on a boat and somebody was trying to disguise themselves. But uh, our characters' names were Ching and Ling. And uh, it was not like looking back on it, it was not the best uh, thing that I should have done with my life, um, you know, portraying an, an Asian uh, man. What what year would that have been? That would have been 2001 or two? One or two. Because the first year... The first year was Guys and Dolls, and I was a set hand on that. Yeah. And then the second year, it was either, yeah, sophomore or junior year. Um, but we had anyway. just gone through 9-11. The world was ready to laugh again and just have a good time. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, we'll it, it move on and deflect with that. <laughs> well, no, but it, it is interesting. Um, the, uh, the, the not Not all that much time has passed, and there's been a, a pretty big shift in cultural sensitivity to that sort of thing or at least like um i don't know like like yeah i guess cultural sensitivity but i guess so the point being is you don't see the characters until after they lose their clothes uh until the curtain call and we come out in the curtain call and it was at the time of like well what should we do that's funny well we lost all of our clothes all right well maybe we're wearing boxers and our boxers we covered ourselves up with our like the quote-unquote rice patty hats um and I, I think it covers both of those, uh, both of the, both of the questions. Like, um, yeah. Do you have wow. anything that like, do you have anything that, that you would do? Yeah, sure. I I've been naked on stage as well or naked yeah, on stage. And for me, at least I, I enjoyed it because you know what I, I knew would happen is you'd come out on stage and people like, Oh, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I wasn't expecting that. I didn't ever thought we'd see those guys again kind of thing. Um, so what do you think makes nudity taboo? I think it's, I mean, it's you that makes it taboo Gary by asking that question. No, um, it's, it's more so like, yeah, if you, if you talk about it and it's negative con like the con connotation of it being negative, that just furthers it being taboo in my opinion. Well, but we were just talking about um, purple rain and that got an R rating and I'm not, I haven't seen it, but there was a boob in it as I understand it. Did that give it that, did that, I mean, and and we, we all know like rating systems occur when there's nudity on screen. So, so it's or already F bombs, right? Don't you get one F bomb? Oh, yeah, that's for true. That's true. Swearing and I, and I'm probably excessive violence. There's some degree, but like less blame, about the rating system. I blame system, the conservative like... rights that make it taboo. All right, I'm into no. that. I, I, I just think it's like the when it's always brought up and there's some like underlying question of oh, it's nudity, but what makes it? Or mm-hmm. uh, it's nudity because it's this or I. I I feel like that just furthers the furthers the tabooness of it. Yeah. I I think a lot of it is uh kind of shame based and yeah. Uh I think the the also fair reason why a lot of people f- feel shame is because I mean people are mean and you know maybe somebody has something about their body they don't like and if people point that out you know then uh it makes them feel ashamed to to be naked or even you know like you know like i've been a fat kid my well my whole life i'm not a kid but uh like being a fat kid like in swimming lessons like i didn't want to like you know kids to make fun of me for like taking off my shirt or whatever being Mm -hmm. fat and like I, i think there's like a lot of that that goes into it and then, I mean, obviously, if you're completely naked, then there's even more of a level of vulnerability there that um, people are sensitive to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I guess uh, that's I guess that's true. We're, you know, we're all being told what what is beautiful mm-hmm. and what should be admired and what should be praised or worshipped. So uh, that's I mean, that's a good point, Brandon. I, uh, but I, I think, yeah, I think a lot of like people, you know, it, it doesn't matter men or women like. Nobody wants to have the potential of like, oh, your dick's really small or, oh, it's really big. That's weird. Or uh, <laughs> sure, like your boobs are huge or your boobs are tiny or what, you know. 
Yeah. Like, whatever the whatever the the mm-hmm. point of focus is, there's something that like negative that someone can say, and 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 we've all grown to be sensitive to that. I also of... think we've been kind of conditioned to view nudity as inherently sexual, and right. uh, I, I think that plays into it too, too. That like people think you know, like uh, being naked is. Uh, reserved specifically for sexuality Intimate, yeah intimacy yeah right um uh, so something that matt said about context um uh I, so i i work for an um ad tech company that has gone through various evolutionary stages but um when i first started working there i was physically like um looking at ads and making sure they function properly and making sure that the content on the screen was uh, like appropriate as per this set of criteria from these companies like Microsoft and Google and, and whatnot. And what was funny is there, they had a lot of um, criteria around and rules around nudity. Um, there was a whole section on, on contextual male nipples and, um, and basically like, you know, from a, from a high level, it's like someone can be mostly naked if it's an advertisement for like uh, a hotel at a beach or like some swimwear or something like that. But if it was for something else and it had the same level of nudity, then it was not appropriate. And, um, but, but that reached in all sections of, uh, of sort of like the advertising world and it was really interesting but it's but it's yeah contextually there's like there's like a huge variety of of ways it can be interpreted let's all i'm gonna say screw this let's all take off our shirts we're gonna we're gonna put the video up on instagram and our socials and see if they want to tell us it's taboo yeah all right overwhelming response here we go oh let's go (laughs) over You know what, like, I, I I I would like to also point out is that, uh, you know, to kind of play devil's advocate, or I guess just some, like some like kind of the opposite of what I've noticed is. Um, so we're telling us society is telling us what's what's beautiful and what's pretty and makes it taboo. I, I mean, we should all admit that we spent a good chunk of our 20s at the, the nude beach at Savi Island. And it, I would I would argue yeah, but I would, but I would argue that it was us who were relatively fit. We were young. I I would say that we were all attractive. We were the ones afraid to get nude. But if you look at the people that were nude there, they would not be the definition of a Kardashian, whatever. And they had zero. They were just out. So what? So what is it about that that makes it? Uh, I mean, there's there's something not taboo about it for them, and it's not. I guess, I guess perhaps it's not talk about, but. I see the exact opposite from our experiences as, as young adults. Like that community itself yeah. who I mean, has I, demyst- I say, demystified it, I guess you could say. I will say the Portland and the the fringe of Portland, um, there's there's like a, a more um, relaxed culture there, um, or it's certainly more publicized or more publicly, um, I don't know um, expressed. So the fact that there are nude beaches and that there were people going out there, I, I think made sense given the, given the area. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I think maybe, yeah, just they're, they're maybe a little more enlightened about it. Maybe have a greater maturity level, both literally in terms of age and attitude, but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, again, like we can say that about Portland, but again, the the people that were showing up were typically older. Mm-hmm. They were a bit more secure in their income, perhaps their relationship status, obviously their skin. Um, but I don't think that the people that we saw, and again, this is just one specific example, was the nude beach at Savi Island. Um, I I wouldn't also I would also not consider them your typical Portland crowd when you think of portlandia kind of oh thing. sure that's a good point yeah no they were yeah i mean they had country music blaring they had, granted we did see some uh sexually explicit things but that was a rare occasion 
mostly it was just people walking around, just joking around, having a good time, except us. Yeah. Oh, I knew. I think if you, yeah, I think the sexual stuff is kind of frowned upon or, you know, they uh, tell you to beat it, but not in that way. Oh man, what a setup! Oh man, you've been thinking about this. You've been thinking about these all week. He's been no, he's been sitting there quiet, and he's been turning it out, figuring it out. Gary, you know what I would tell you is, do your best to be comfortable in your own skin. Don't let society tell you what's taboo or not. If you want to get naked, get naked. Just make sure it's well. First of all, not around the school or church. Yeah, make sure it's legal (laughs) in your area and appropriate for the yeah. yeah. If you no, see but... those signs that say 20 miles an hour, don't be naked around that area. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, um, if, you know, where is he at? He's in Philly. Philly. Mm. Yeah, don't get naked in Philly. You'll fucking Especially get... not this time of year. Whew. Yeah, brisk. Chewy no, I, but but I, I, I'm glad you brought this up. And um, Gary, I, I, I hope that you find comfort. Yeah, what, what Matt was saying, find comfort in your skin. You know, I think, I think that's it's also that one of the beautiful I mean, we can all talk about like how damaging the Internet is these days and all the negative things that are out there. But one of the I guess one of the positive is, is, is that you could find anybody online that has the same mentality of you. So, Gary, I'm going to I'm going to be willing to bet that you're trying to look for a community that it's like, hey, I, I want to explore this. Hit the Internet. Go to the internet. Find some friends. Every pot has a lid. Oh, that's what? nice. Every pot has a lid. Find your community. <laughs> and every rose has a thorn. On that note, let's take a break. <laughs> hey, Gary picks or it didn't happen. All right. Uh, <laughs> next question. Uh, <laughs> uh, next question comes to us from... Uh, uh, high school acquaintance of ours, uh, Rebecca Level, who uh, we knew her uh, when she was Rebecca Fouts. Rebecca Fouts. Rebecca. She she writes, "Hi guys, I recently reconnected with one of you uh, all via one of you all via social media. We started discussing our memories of high school." As we are heading to 20 years out of high school and the idea of a reunion, I'm wondering how you feel about the personal growth you have had in the past 20 years and your thoughts on how quickly you judge or want to judge others based upon the person they were 20 years ago. How, how do you feel that you have grown? Do you still view others based on how they are slash were 20 years ago? Do you feel like you still want to have conversations with those people about how they made 18-year-old you feel? Using initials only, is there anyone that you want to tell off now? Just kidding. <laughs> oh, plenty. <laughs> yeah, her name's RL, formerly RF. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, RF. Yeah. <laughs> I want to tell off M E J W. Screw you guys going home. DK. Well, there, I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot to unpack in this question, but uh, I guess we'll start from start from the top. Uh, how you feel about personal growth you've had in the past 20 years. Uh, I'm pretty good. I feel pretty good about it. Well, Jake, you're shaking your da. head. Good for you, Matt. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it's just all masked with a, this, put it, put a smile on kid. No, I feel pretty good about it. Like I'm happy with where I am 20 years after high school. Like I guess high school was uh, a beautiful, but challenging time, at least for me. Right. I was physically awkward. I was socially awkward. We were all in theater, which is nothing to kind of write home about. I didn't have a single girlfriend. I didn't have a a single date to prom. And I only got my first kiss after it was kind of like forced upon from it. Like, so, I mean, if you look at all those things objectively, it's like, why did you, why'd you have a good time? Because I just did. I had a good time. But like looking where I am now. Another turning point of fork stuck in the road. There it is. Been waiting for that one. Oh man. There's there's like zero things just said out loud as to like why you'd look fondly back on uh high school, but I did. I had a I had a fucking great time. But I've at least kissed a girl now. <laughs> nice. Twice. 
twice. Um, <laughs> that yeah. explains the two children. Yep, <laughs> that's how that happens. No, there's um, no kissing involved in that. Um, exclusively no kissing that's interesting we'll work on we'll we'll, we'll talk about that later um yeah i mean so you know upon reflection i really enjoyed high school um and i think it has mostly to do with the these two guys that i'm making a podcast with and a couple of other guys that we went to high school with that really sort of you know, that I have a lot of memories about that, that make me have good thoughts about, um, you know, 20 years ago. And, and I guess skipping ahead on the question, there's, you know, um, I, I have judgments on myself of 20 years ago that, um, that I have, that I'm having trouble letting go of, but, um, but I have to keep reminding myself that I wouldn't judge, um, anybody else, uh, for their 20 year ago self, um, which I, I think is a, you know, I think that's growth in a person for myself, but, but yeah, I mean, people 20 years ago, gosh, 20 years is all, you can do a lot. You can do a lot in 20 years. And, uh, however, if you haven't had contact, so one of the questions is, uh, well also, and your thoughts on how quickly you are, want to judge others based upon who they were 20 years ago. How do you feel? you have grown or still view others based upon how they are, were 20 years ago. It's hard not to, especially if you haven't connected with them. Mm. So, I mean, it, the rumors are, is that our, uh, our 20 year reunion is going to be at Kanita, which just sounds, uh, I, I, let's get a isn't bunch that, of almost 40 a, year olds a, in bathing a, suits together. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Isn't it like a water park? That sounds <laughs> which is why, dreadful. I mean, I'm hitting the, I'm hitting the gym super hard right now. Well, I'm especially if it's going to be in July, it's going to be hotter than hell there. So exactly. So I'm working out. I'm not eating. I'm drinking lots. Really, really looking forward to it. No, but it's like, uh, let's see how you view it. So when you show up to a reunion where you potentially haven't seen a person for 20 years, it's, it would be hard not to say like, Oh, you were that kid who always made the jokes or, Oh, you were that kid who was just kind of a douche or, Oh, you were that, that girl that turned me down for prom or, Oh, you were that, that jock who was good at football. Like, how's that going for you now? I I think it's hard. I think it's I think it's impossible. It's impossible not to. Can you could you reconcile in your head like, all right, think about where Matt was like, I should have had my ass kicked so many times in high school. I was a jerk and I had no reason to be. But like, so if somebody came to our reunion, was like that guy, that guy was a jerk. He was a he was just an asshole. I wouldn't be offended. Because I'd be like, that's your context of me. Like, at least at least, you know, sit down, have a beer with me or something or tell me why you hated me and give me a chance to to rectify that but yeah i think it's hard not I mean, to yeah like i yeah it, exactly what you said it's hard especially if you haven't talked to a someone in 20 years your last you know interaction with them is just gonna be how they are or in your mind unless you do keep up with them on social media or things like that so but which which is also a reason uh social media is a reason as to how the reunion could go away right i've talked to i've talked to quite Mm -hmm. a few people who we went to school with and like well i don't really want to go because if anybody anybody i talk to i still either a talk to on a daily or weekly basis and anybody i'm remotely curious about keeping up with i'll just look at their social media page it's like god damn it yeah i i kind of i i feel that way as well like it, it, people i want to talk to i do um if people want to reach out to me they're welcome to i i know that makes me sound like an asshole but like i um mm-hmm. I think my reasoning for a, a reunion makes me sound like more like an asshole, but I'll let you finish first. <laughs> but I mean, just the, the, the fact that we all went to high school together, that we were all in this geographic area by happenstance and uh, went to public school together. I I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. Uh, 
not that I, I have like bad memories from high school. I, I I think I I had a good time in high school and um enjoyed it, but I don't know. I I don't. Uh, I, I don't know. To me, it's just kind know. of a bummer, though. Like anybody I want to keep up with, I could do it from a distance. Um, I mean, the same way with like dating, for example. Like, oh, I'm gonna swipe right on this person to see if I even want to meet up with them in person. And this is going to like date us, obviously, because we're 20 years out of high school. But it's like, what happened to that in-person connection? Like what happened with the Hmm. actually getting together? I just mostly want to show up and see who stayed in town and, you know, has a miserable life. And I can brag about how awesome mine is. Mm. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) I do. I do feel like that. That's a major component in why people want to. Uh, go to reunions it's to you know show off or to um maybe i don't know flex on people a little bit (laughs) i think i think that's definitely uh that i do think that's valid if you like had a rough time and you're one of those like black swans that came out of it right like they're they're Mm -hmm. developmental stages so like there's kids that could have gotten picked on that um come out and you're like oh that's so-and-so now wow good on them they should have their moment if that's what they want to do go to your reunion and show off yeah i mean that's like i'm not in town so that that's going to be an easy pass for me but you're coming out to this jake but i don't know man um but i also like and i probably have i probably had rose colored colored glasses when i was there but i i feel like on not to be a debbie downer but i feel like i was uh i had like i had like big plans in high school and like they just didn't come to fruition and i, I it's not that i'm like ashamed of where i am but like um i'm not particular like <laughs> this is news for you guys like i'm about to be laid off like I'm not, I'm not in like the, the, the top point of my life to be like, yeah, 20 years I've spent 20 years, you know, making it happen. And, 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 uh, and look at me now, like that's, that's not going to be my story if I go to a reunion. So like, nah, (laughs) I'll pass. I mean, good for, and, and truly like good for people who, who do want to go and, not necessarily like put people down, but like, but like, you know, um, it's like some version of flexing, but it's like a respect, like if they want to respectfully flex of like, um, you know, like, like demonstrating like, Hey, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a, a successful human being and good, you know, good on them. Um, but that's not, that's not my bag. I do. Um, I, I also, I, like 90% of the conversations you have are just going to be, Oh, what do you do for a living now? Oh, what do you do for a living? What do you do for a living? And I know this is a me thing, but talking about work is so dull. I don't like, (laughs) and do you think that's uh, what, do you think that's what everybody would do? Or that would be the questions you ask? Cause I feel like my questions would be different. Like, Hey, what did you do after school? Like tell, catch me up on what, like, what brought you to this point right now? Like, did you have any heartbreak? Did you have any loss? Did you have any wins? Did you travel? Do you have a family kind of thing? I don't know that I would, I would, I would not, I wouldn't treat, I think Brandon, you're, you would treat it like almost like dating because you're relearning that person, (laughs) which is fine. But like my, my question line of questioning, I think I feel it would be very different. I met someone like you matt um relatively recently and it's um the 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 man's name is kofi and he's he's really nice he's um it's his his partner is goes to school with anna and um and it's a really wonderful quality that both you and he have which is you aren't necessarily interested in talking about the um the fluff um, you're interested in, in like actually understanding a person and actually knowing a person. And you've talked about it a number of times of, um, you know, learning, uh, it's sort of a learned behavior from your dad 
in a way where you're you're interested like in a genuine way you're interested in someone's history and someone's personality and i think it's a wonderful quality and i don't think people right now for whatever reason are are very well trained to do that so i think a lot of conversation does end up like we're out of practice in really getting to know people um and i feel like i would ask a lot of the same questions i've been making a conscious effort not to talk about work when i meet new people now i try to ask them other questions and it's really tough it's like a very difficult i have to keep my mind on it um constantly not to say what do you do for work because because i agree brandon like it just sort of falls into that same like Mm -hmm. dull conversation um and i think it's because a we're out of practice and b um uh well, you got to, you know, want you don't want to, to, right? If you don't want that, if you don't want to be there, you can't really force that hand either. Right. But it's sort of the chicken, and the egg uh, for me, I think, because it's like, you know, in part, I don't want to be there because I'd have a, I'd have like shitty questions to ask people and I would get, and then <laughs> the responses to those shitty questions are equally shitty questions. And then I'm like, okay, I desperately want to drive three hours back to Portland because, uh, I, I don't want to do this anymore. And, and I, and I, and I, what I'm saying is I envy you, Matt, because I think that's, I think that's a really wonderful way to communicate with people, um, and to get, and, and, and it is, it's like vastly more entertaining to get real information from people. Hey, Matt is good at the, like, how are you sort of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how are you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you guys could always just come and hang out with me. No, nah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> see, you got to want it. No, no. Anyway, I, uh, let's see. I'll be at the uh, Warm Springs Casino. Oh, nice. <laughs> Anybody wants me? I'll probably plenty of our, of our peers there. Um, let's see. Do you feel like you still want to have conversations with those people about how they made it? 18 year old, you feel? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some. So, again, I guess this is kind of flip, flippy floppy. But there's some, <laughs> you say like, Jake, you envy the the ability to say like, oh, tell me about you. There's some people that uh, I'd be like, guess what? You were a total see you next Tuesday. Or a, Wait. guess what, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wait, who, there, were, who? there were a couple who I can't we can't say who. Why not? It's our podcast. I guess uh, one of them, one of their initials would be. And, and he he was an interesting fellow. I, I like so uh, I don't feel like we should really go into the details of that just in the right. off chance that some of these people listen. That's fine. But yeah. I do feel like the overarching um, the overarching theme is like, actually, I was talking with Rebecca about this and she she told me that there was somebody in college that she had the uh, opportunity to finally say how I feel about you. And it was very like liberating. I was like, man. There, there, there are, there are just a couple of people. Good for you, Rebecca. I, even, did, even did if Rebecca go by Becca? Becca Fouts, I think. Well, maybe by her friends. I don't think we were her friends. No, no, no. I, I, I exchanged all of like fifteen words mm-hmm. with her, but which, and this is part of the other conversation that we've had is, um, but like, I definitely knew who she was, like big time knew who she was. Is I've had the ability to connect with people that I never thought in a million years. Like if, again, if we're, if you're looking at the person that you were 20 years ago, um, like, Ooh, they want to be my friend. <laughs> and looking up now is like, Oh, we're fucking adults and we can talk. And like, we have families. And I, I do think that, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't like I, I I didn't really have any like tormentors or anything in high school, so I don't um I don't feel like there's anything I would want to like you know tell someone off. I but also high I, school reunion uh, open bar, you'd find somebody. I, I really hate nice. confrontation, <laughs> so uh, confrontation makes me uncomfortable. Oh, man. So <laughs> just watching you sweat bullets talking to your nemesis. <laughs> oh, I, what do you do? <laughs> would now <laughs> oh i'm so happy for you <laughs> i love that for you <laughs> drywall business that's so interesting <laughs> oh well i mean that's oh, shit, a great that's good, funny. good question uh becca good question becca 
I mean, I'm sure she goes by Rebecca now, but (laughs) I was just wondering if she went by Becca because that that it seems to tickle a part of my memory, but I have no idea. Or Reba. She was always very nice. Or Reba. (laughs) That's what it was. Reba (laughs) Founts. And you've just made another enemy. No, it's not like that. <laughs> Rebecca, thank you for writing in. And th- I, I really like this question because it makes me feel bad about myself and I get to think about that sort of stuff. And that's, no, but really, th- uh, I, I like thinking about this stuff and I like hashing out with these boys. Yeah, I, well, I feel like I don't, I sound like a miserable asshole, so. <laughs> well, <laughs> the shoe fits. <laughs> God. But, All right, well, we'll see you in a couple months. <laughs> yeah, Godspeed. Let's uh take a quick little break. We'll be right back with the lightning round. <laughs> no. Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road. Time grabs you by the rest, directs you where to go. And we're back uh for the lightning round. Good time. All right. This is the point of the episode where we go around and ask each other three questions, spend one to two minutes on it, oftentimes more. Uh, this question is fitting since we're uh, you know, going on 20 years out of high school and we're getting older. Hey, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Is there an afterlife? <laughs> uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I you know I I will say as I've gotten older um I feel like I've um like I I feel like before like when I was you know college and stuff I was like uh, religion stupid uh, god there's no god god is new you're stupid if you... I think there is something like I don't know that we can say what it is or you know but um so I, I would be uh, hesitant to give a definitive answer on this. Um, it, it, can you give an X-Files answer you would like to believe? Yes. Yes, the truth is out there, but um, I want to believe. Um, so I'll say maybe. Question mark. Hmm. Nice. Jake? No. Next question. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm, uh, this, this, um, subject haunts me literally every night. Um, and I am, uh, during the daytime, I'm entertained by, by ghosts from the afterlife. By ghosts from the afterlife. Um, no, I, I don't think, um, there's an afterlife. Um, I don't, see there being um a point um i feel like most things have a point or most things have um sort of progressive reasoning and i just don't you know and and you know to to brandon's point i'm not religious and i have um i've never been and i don't think i will become religious because i I don't, um, I'm okay with there being, well, (laughs) during the daytime, I'm okay with there being open-ended, um, riddles of life, like the edge of, like what's beyond the edge of the universe and, um, you know, how, like, how, like where, where did the big bang occur? That sort of thing I'm entertained by. I'm not a scientist, so I don't, I don't, I don't have a great deal of information about it. I, I just have like the, um the YouTube level of understanding about it. Um, and the like afterlife. Uh, I no. Fair. Um, yeah, Matt, I'm going to, yeah, I got to side with Brandon on, I, I mean, I was raised incredibly religious. Um, even went to one bathe in the blood one. of the lamb. Yep. Ooh. I have been, <laughs> I have been sanctified. Um, Still alive, by the way. I was uh, baptized when I was little, when I was a baby. I was also baptized. Well, I mean, uh, very different. They're all three different religions, right? Mm -hmm. So, Jake, you're a Catholic, right? Catholic, yeah. Brandon? 
I don't know. <laughs> Miscellaneous. <laughs> See, my church, my church was under the like that. Their doctrine was you have to willingly accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior to do it. You mm. don't. It just doesn't happen to you. Mm. You have to willing willingly do it, which I actually kind of appreciate. Sure. Um, however, they you know they get you as a kid. They scare oh, sure. you. That's the best um, time. Get them. So I was raised rel- relatively religious. Uh, went to one year of Christian college for uh, you know different reasons. And after that time, I had rel- pretty much lost my religion and was finding my own way. But um, the older I get, uh, I yeah, I would like to think that there is something that happens, but there is really zero conclusive proof that that is true. So you got to go by what everybody else exists on, which is faith. So I'm going to say, eh. All right. It would be really uh, interesting what that would be. Whatever. You remember the, in, you remember in Stargate when they go through that like little like gooey portal and they're like, Bloof. Mm-hmm. that's what I think it's like. You're just traveling through. <laughs> this is like this. Like, have you have you guys seen uh, the Good Place? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed that, and that's probably the closest thing. I I had a mini existential crisis at the end of that show because I thought that that was such a lovely way to end it. Um, and if you haven't seen it, uh, spoilers, I guess. Um, but the the uh, the sort of I energy, haven't finished it, but whatever. Oh, go I'm sorry. It. I'm sorry. No, go for it. No, I, I just mean the energy years ago. <laughs> uh, the uh, energy that um, sort of like gets put back into the earth or the universe that that sort of resonates with me. What uh, I know this is a total tangent, but what about uh, like uploading your consciousness to a computer to live on after you're dead. What about, what you, about it? I don't know. How do you feel about it? Oh, I don't know how I, it I mean, would I, work. Well, I, it wouldn't be you. So like, yeah, it, it would just be something else, which is fine. I suppose probably I, with uh, AI, they could, uh, the way it's advancing now, they could probably just, I, I think sure, it'd be they could make they it could lifelike, but I, but but that that calls into question. I mean, I think it would be an it, like it very easily probably could turn into an existence of sorts, and I think it would be for other people, like for that would be for like soothing. Actually, I think it would be really really damaging to the human consciousness because um, death is like a really challenging thing that everyone has to go through, but it's an important part of life. But if you take that away then I think you would start fucking with people's brains. Like if people didn't have to deal with the loss of someone because they could upload them to chat GPT and it, and it like sound like me and soothe you for being like, if that soothes you, I don't know who would have that, but you know what I mean? Like it would Mm -hmm. just be a different thing. I'm talking a lot. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the next one. I think we got our answers out of the first. Um, hey, Brand, uh, Jake, mm. what's taboo to you? What is taboo to me? Um, uh, like, um, like, um, explosive or expressive um, discipline, uh, either to subordinates or to uh children so subordinates in the workplace and children in real life i i think that's well so I, i'm don't come to my house no i mean I, the thing is like i no, i definitely i i definitely have moments and i and i reflect on them with a lot of critique because i i consider them to be quite taboo same yeah same mm-hmm. as much as i don't like yelling sometimes it happens sure sometimes it happens and then you're like i'm no better (laughs) (laughs) brandon what's taboo to you um well i mean like uh, a lot of obvious stuff like murder pedophilia incest stuff like that 
Uh, oh, great. But, now you're making mine, but me sound like I'm soft on fucking um, murder and pedophilia. <laughs> but, but I suppose, like, on a something that is kind of more likely, possibly, um, would be adultery or cheating on my wife. I kind of feel like that's um if you don't want to be with somebody you should just split up from them and then yeah also like if if you do cheat like it's hard to get people to be on your side about it you know like even if it is an accident it's hard to have people sympathize with you i don't know so that's a taboo for for me yeah. I'm going to say like pooping on people. <laughs> I don't I don't that's know pretty, like outside that's of pretty taboo. I mean outside of any outside of what you guys have already listed, of course those are on my mind like <laughs> I feel like again, taboo when you say taboo, to me it goes back to like a sexual sense. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I had to no. actually just look it up because like, I was kink, like kinks. There's some kinks I'm not really into that I don't think I would ever do. <laughs> Like, I don't want anybody to ever uh, urinate or defecate on me. Yeah, but kinks are usually like a conversation of adults that's consensual at the end that then it, it's not like a surprise kink, right? I mean, well, or one would hope. You, so you mean like, like a taboo, you, you mean like t- a sexual line in the sand? Like, that's, yeah. That's what, <laughs> I mean, you guys have never been tied up on a bed and like surprise pooped on? Yeah, but I... But but I've paid for it beforehand and I've checked yeah. a bunch of boxes, so it's like nice. Well, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. No, it's a good one. Um, all right. Moving on. <laughs> because we had because we had a question asked about uh high school. What's something you would always dreamt of in high school? It could be a a thing you wanted to become or a thing you always wanted or something you wanted that you could never have. Hmm. Something that I wanted in high school. Making or movies just as, a kid, I think. as a kid. Yeah. Making, making Westerns, making Western movies like, uh, like your, your John Wayne sort of old timey. Yeah, I suppose in high school, like, yeah, being a, um, like, wanted to be a movie director, something like that. That would be cool. But you Same for you, Jake? Yeah. Nice. I guess mine mine was always a bit more superficial because uh, I grew up, again, a very, a very good home life, but it was paycheck to paycheck. And we, we had some relatively uh, wealthy kids in our school. And I could just see him like driving in in that one car, getting those new shoes. I always dreamt of like, man, I want that for my kids when I have kids. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. Do they have right. that? Be a materialistic son of a bitch. Ah, uh, they do. You did it. Our kids go to our kids go to school with computers now, every day. Oh, that's wild. That's wild. I'd say like, hey, you're you're sitting on top of the world. Yeah. <clears throat> nice. Well, that does it for the lightning round. Uh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hit the wrong button. <laughs> we got to figure out how to how to end on a on a, a higher note. We we yeah. tend to end we tend to end like in the dirt. I do kind of feel like some of these questions are more like they end up being a lot more like reflective than maybe was intended. And I think that kind of that's your fault. Not mine. The... <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know you was taboo to you. I didn't know you meant like a sexual taboo. <laughs> uh, it's, it, what? I didn't. It's just what's taboo to you. Well, anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Special thanks to Gary and Rebecca for this week's questions. Send your advice questions to qualifiednonsense at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials. 
qualified underscore nonsense on Instagram and TikTok or at QN Podcast on Twitter. Don't forget to rate, review, share, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. We'll see you back here next Wednesday for another brand new episode of Qualified Nonsense. Goodbye. Thanks, everybody.